take a guess at who that was is it zappa no i don't remember but i definitely know that song who who is it it's if it's not that is it a primus song i can't i'm not doing this anymore i i i total i went total dad mode it's the who i went total dad mode. i was like who is it guess who is it i'm like that (laughs) shit my dad is absolutely done and then i caught myself i was like nope we're we're done here we're moving on like i'm not gonna make a bit out of this (laughs) (laughs) it it is kind of dad humor to make a total dad humor right guess who sings american woman yeah yeah jesus christ i I mean i did all (laughs) I always kind of laugh of like, I wonder if the Guess Who and the Who ever went on tour, because that would have just fucked with everybody. Who are you going to go see? The Who? Guess Who? Guess Who we're going to go see? No, he's on first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If Um, you went to see a show that was the Guess Who followed by the Who, they'd be like, hey, who's up first? (laughs) Alrighty. I totally just embraced dad jokes. Oh, God, I hate myself. No, yeah, I mean it is funny. It just that is. was uh, Boris the Spider by the Who. I figured we haven't really talked about like this will probably come out around the, s- the same time of Halloween, so we're, let's just kind of throw us in some Halloween themes. We're not doing a Halloween episode, kind of, but this is Halloween as it gets. So yeah, yeah, because right now our release schedule is still a little bit weird, so I'm still kind of riding the every other week thing. Just oh, okay, this will come out in like Christmas time, and they'll be like, "What? Why <laughs> <laughs> are they talking about Halloween so much?" <laughs> um all right well yeah so be prepared for me to have a very weird voice today so if it turns you off i understand maybe skip this one because i'm still getting over being sick if it turns you on however keep it to yourself i'm married okay (laughs) well i'm turned on let's get into it yeah sorry my (laughs) wife was behind me um (laughs) and once again his number is 513 (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Well, anyways, Mitch, welcome back, everybody, to the Vinyl Frontier. Here we are gathered here today to ramble on about music that uh, apparently nobody listens to um, because we're old and have old people taste. I, I just Definitely. like got done editing the Tanner episode <laughs> and Tan, uh, Tanner's playlist episode, and uh, he had some input. He was a good sport about it. I do want to say that he was a very good sport about it because he was kind of not surprised that we didn't <laughs> right. like any of the music. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it, and he brought up a good point because he actually talking about that. He said, you know, Eli, it seems like you just if it's rock music, you want it to be kind of straightforward, and. Uh, and, and yeah, honestly, I do, because like <laughs> Logan is in like a math core band, mm-hmm. and I fuck with it. I like it, but like, do I listen to his music every day? N- no, because mm-hmm. it is organized chaos, and right. it does get a little hard to listen to after a while. It's good, you know. 
if I'm in the mood for that. And that's what I was kind of saying. It's like, I like Prague and like, you know, more crazy rock stuff, but it's, it's still kind of held together by some semblance of reality. Mm-hmm. Where it's like some <laughs> of the shit he had on there, man, was just fucking out there, dude. I was like, it, it, it's, it just sounds like they have like a soundboard full of just industrial noises <laughs> that they just, right. you know what I mean? Filter into the song. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I really fuck with that. That, that gets a little too deep for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about, we're going to do a Vinyl Tags episode, which is awesome because we haven't done one in a while, and quite frankly, I thought we would have done a lot more at this point, but it is a cow that we can milk for a long time. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Uh, so by that, it means we don't really have much of a topic today, so we're just kind of pulling something out of our ass, so I know that's pretty rare for us, so... <laughs> hope this isn't a huge disappointment yeah we're usually so organized and put together um well with that being said uh mitch uh actually my bad uh my throat's dry yeah what you what you drinking you're gonna love this oh okay am i (laughs) so before the podcast we were talking about you were sipping on some non-alcoholic beers the other night Uh uh-huh um I went the complete opposite direction with that. Uh, sure. <laughs> I've got myself a buzz ball. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a way to start a Sunday. Holy this hell. This one is a hazelnut latte, uh, 15%. A oh. Hazelnut latte buzz ball. Um, and the reason I'm doing this <laughs> to myself at 11 a.m. on a Sunday is um, I had a few extra. We went to, I, t- I told you that. The other night, me and Erica went to the Workaholics podcast. They have a podcast oh, called yeah. This is Important. <clears throat> and um, basically, all the guys from Workaholics have a podcast called This is Important. It's it's pretty dumb. It's pretty immature. But for some reason, me, me and Erica both love it. Right. And also, like we we both love Workaholics, um, which is super cool. Um, but for some reason... Um, I'm pretty sure Blake is sponsored by Buzzballs, so that's like his thing. He'll like always just drink Buzzballs, and it the the people that listen to the podcast like I I am confident they actually said at the uh, at at the podcast recording they said that they followed the numbers and the cities that the workaholics were doing performances at sold way more Buzzballs than every other city. <laughs> And I 100% believe it because I drove around to four different uh, gas stations and four different liquor stores before I found one that had buzz balls. Wow. (laughs) They used to be all over the place. I wasn't even, I was driving around Wednesday night before we left on Thursday to go to the show. And I was like, oh yeah, this gas station always has buzz balls. Couldn't find any. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird because they're, they're still pretty easy to find around here. So that's weird that they're. Yeah, that they're so difficult to find. But yeah, I did not know any of that information, so that's very interesting. So yeah, it's their whole thing. Like he would, they actually every show, it's like a live show. He'll bring out a case of buzz balls and he throws them into the audience. He literally (laughs) throws them like baseballs, which is why I think they're so much fun to drink. Because when you get done, you got yourself a little ball there. Yeah, Um, yeah, you just got a whole another hour of fun (laughs) while you're drinking with your buddies. Exactly. Before we were recording, we I was looking at some of the. I was I have like five of these in my fridge, and I was trying to make a decision which one I wanted and there's like a watermelon one that's like red there's like a sour apple one that's green and i was like erica we should hang these on the christmas tree like drink a Ah. bunch of these and then just you know hang them on the christmas tree come christmas time get yourself a little buzz ball ornament it's nice and classy yeah there you go yeah yeah (laughs) um 
yeah, also a woman a woman owned and led company. Yes, exactly. So respect for that. They put that right on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um but uh coffee flavors and alcohol have never mixed with me. Right, yeah. Not a fan. Um you took a little swig there. What what are you thinking? Um it's weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is a um T- t- tell me what you make of this. It says hazelnut latte, other than standard orange wine with cream and natural flavors. So it's some sort of malt liquor. They yeah. don't. It's not an actual liquor. It's some sort of malt beverage. But um, I don't know what that means. But I will tell you, it does taste like I, I had that PBR hard coffee on the podcast one time. Yeah, and it pretty much sounds ex- or it pretty much tastes exactly like this. Like it's got. It almost kind of tastes like a yuho. Yes. But also, like, a weird alcohol, like, subtext. (laughs) Well, and I ended up having one of those PBR uh, hard coffee things, too. And and, and the the coffee part tasted good. It was like sugary coffee. It tasted like a Yoohoo. But everything else was bad. Like, every other flavor combination was bad. And that's just been my experience with, like, coffee-based alcoholic drinks. Yeah, for sure. And this is no different. Um, I bought a bunch of buzz balls because of the novelty and the, the yeah. hipsterdom, not because they taste good or I enjoy them. Some <laughs> Came to I, the conclusion. Yeah, I mean, I will admit there are some buzz ball flavors that are actually pretty solid, and I think if you pour it out and pour it over ice, maybe even with a little little carbonated water. Yeah, you know what? We did that the other night. We added some Sprite to it, and it was a lot better. It took a lot of the edge off. And that might be kind of the point of a buzz ball because leave it to a woman to be like you know hey you could drink this and you will get very drunk (laughs) or you can class you could church it up a bit and have yourself a little cocktail and i i kind of think that that's the point of them i don't you know what i'm saying i just i think they need to maybe like advertise them more as hey if you have you know seltzer water just boom you got a cocktail you know (laughs) what i mean exactly (laughs) i i think they i think i think it would be more in the sphere, because I don't, I don't see people talk about buzz balls. Apparently, no, the guy from Workaholics is the only guy that talks about buzz balls. So that and homeless people. I'm sure, I'm sure this is the alcohol choice of a lot of homeless people. Yeah, I can see that. It's pretty easy to steal. Pretty easy to get your hands on. Yeah, and it's they're fun. also cheap. I mean, like I said, after you finish it, you got yourself a little ball. Throw that around. Yeah, yeah, that'll entertain you for a day. Yeah, that's what homeless people do. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my, mine is admittedly not interesting because I'm not going to lie to you. I was, you know, hanging out, having a good time last night. Kind of forgot we were doing the podcast. So sure. <laughs> I just got me a blue moon. Nothing wrong with that at all. But in celebration, because apparently this is a baseball beer, which is also weird. Never knew that. But apparently this was like made by a ballpark. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently that's a thing, or it was made by some guy involved in baseball. I don't know. Apparently it is a baseball beer, but we, I'm celebrating the postseason, the uh, baseball postseason, because yeah. that's going on right now. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't been paying attention as much. I'm seeing the highlights and stuff. Basically, ever since the Reds were like out easily, I was like, okay, well, this is just going to be. But I'll tell you what, it, it is exciting, though, because what I've what I've followed is the Diamondbacks kicked the Dodgers asses, which I love to see it. Yeah. Um, and this is the year of just like crazy like uh, underdogs coming out of nowhere. 
Yeah, that's kind of what... And I haven't got to watch a whole lot of games because all the wild card games have been on, like, uh, really off-the-beaten-path networks. And I was looking, they're not going to be on primetime cable until about the end of the conference series and the Ooh, World Series. Okay. gotcha. Which is weird. But, oh, I use your HBO. Oh, HBO... Okay is giving everyone their little sports package for free for a limited time. Mitch, we might have to work together and figure out a plan because I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of want it when they start making people pay for it. Okay. <laughs> and I could Ven I think it's like 9.99 a month. I'll I can Venmo you like 3 or 4 months in advance or something. <laughs> We'll take this off air just in case any HBO execs are listening. And oh, if you shit. are <laughs> And if you are listening, hey man, sponsor the show. <laughs> Dude, I'll talk about HBO all day. Absolutely. <laughs> I just watched the Watchmen full motion comic uh on there, got high to that for about a week because it's really long. <laughs> um, but it was fucking awesome. And actually yeah. we'll move on because I don't want to spend time on this, but I, I want to try to convince you to watch that because I really think that you might appreciate the Watchmen. Okay. Um, maybe. Not sure. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it off mic. We're doing a okay. fucking podcast, Mitch. Shut up. God. Fine. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited for the baseball postseason. I think now I'll be able to watch some more games, so I'm excited to see stuff going. Uh, <coughs> oh, God, there's the sickness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so nothing interesting. I think I had a blue moon a few episodes ago, so I'm not, you know, it's good. Sure. Did you get a little orange to put in there? No, and I really I don't buy oranges. I'm not a goddamn <laughs> thing that eats oranges all no, the time. No, that's fair. I get that. Every I time I buy juice. every once a year I'll get into be like, Oh man, I gotta eat more fruit and then I'll buy a bag of like cuties, you know those little nectarine oh, things. Yeah. Not even like nectarines. Those. That's how much I don't know about fruit. Um I'll yeah. eat two and then I'll be like, Well, those went bad. So Yeah, uh, Charlotte <laughs> bought a whole thing of bananas, a, a bushel, if you will, and I think she ate two bananas and I ate yeah. zero bananas. Yeah. Um and we <laughs> threw them away. Uh man, you gotta put that in the freezer, save it for banana bread. That's what we do in our house. Oh, we let shit. bananas go bad, and then yeah. we're like, well, we could make some banana bread. That is the bananas <laughs> that you want to use. We're fooling ourselves into thinking we're going to eat fruit, knowing in the back of our minds, <laughs> I'm buying this because I want to make b b banana <laughs> bread in like a month. <laughs> that is pretty funny, but that is the way to do it. That is the exact bananas you need for yeah. banana bread. You need those old-ass, mushy <laughs> bananas, man. Um. Okay, well, jeez, <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, well, yeah, anyway, so, um, back to music, uh, some things to talk about, uh, while I was having a good time this weekend, uh, I listened to a little bit of yours and mine's Spotify blend, um, which I had not done in a while, and we spent a lot of time talking about the Spotify blends when those mm -hmm. came out. Uh, haven't listened to it a lot of time, listened to it, it was really good. It was really good. Um, actually, Charlotte was even kind of impressed. There was a lot of songs she was into, a lot of good stuff on there. Cool. One question, though. Okay. When did you start listening to the Pixies? 
so goddamn much and then never <laughs> ever like bring it up ever that's a good question i don't think i listen to a ton of the pixies there's a one or two songs in particular that i'm obsessed with by the pixies but i think what it was is i've also been in like a well since i saw cake last month i've been listening to a lot of like cake-esque type music uh. and in my opinion pixies kind of fit under that alt rock early 2000s 90s weird ass rock music so yeah i wouldn't consider myself a pixies diehard in fact i could probably only name like three songs yeah i uh <laughs> well and that's what i even told charlotte i was like it's not that he wouldn't like i don't think mitch would hate the pixies or nothing but i was yeah. like i didn't think this would be a band he would really fuck with yeah oh you know what it is okay i was curious so i pulled up our spotify playlist to see which one you were talking about and um the pixie song that is on there that i saw is um here comes your man which is from (laughs) which is from uh 500 days of summer so Uh, that would explain (laughs) a lot that's the song that uh joseph gordon levitt gets drunk to and sings the karaoke in a bar and i'm like you know what that's a good that's a good song actually yeah yeah okay there's now there is also i think uh what's that called debaser oh debaser yeah that's a good one too that's actually my favorite pixie song i think it's my favorite pixie song too i love that (laughs) song so yeah i was kind of interested in that um i mean even my side of this is also weird for example they have a collective soul song on here which i mean i do like collective soul that's a childhood band for me but uh Mm -hmm. i haven't listened to collective soul (laughs) in a long time (laughs) um but yeah no it was good we kind of have a pretty good one right now we got like trampled by turtles josh ritter um charlie parr but then we have like modest mouse the shins we got a zeppelin showing up here queens of the stone age fugazi yeah we got fugazi (laughs) um there has to be one sugar ray song but it is both of us (laughs) oh yeah you're right that is added by you and me so i cannot carry this burden alone how did that happen Dude, they, they, they're infectious, man. They get in your I fucking guess head. So. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I, I had to kind of clear that up. But with that being said, um, as the listeners may or may not know, you have had a stint as a DJ yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of rethinking your career at the moment, from my understanding, <laughs> maybe moving in a different direction. Yeah, I I think so, yeah. But with that all being said, I had a little bit of a DJ experience last night that had its highs and its lows. Okay, yeah, I want to hear all about it. So we were, so we're hanging out and, you know, hanging out with Aaron and, you know, his family and everything. And he has a garage and he has a pool table and dartboard. Mm-hmm. So we really go out into the garage and it's like hanging out in a bar. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I ended up being a bit of a DD, having, having a beer every now and then, but I was, I was sipping on some non-alcoholic brews. Shout out, shout out Athletic Brewing Company. If you're ever in the need or interested in non-alcoholic beer, great company. They're fucking good beer. Uh, God, I need to stop doing that. They I, we did get nothing for doing that. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Well, maybe one day they'll reach out. Maybe it'll be a true Buzzball story. Because <laughs> I don't think Blake was originally signed by Buzzballs. Signed by. Signed by. Uh, <laughs> like right. it's a fucking record label. I think they just heard the, you know, they heard people hyping about it. And they're like, oh, hey, what's going on? Maybe, maybe we'll get some of the listeners to start stirring change the athletic brewery, uh, you know, make shit ton of money for them. And then they'll reach out. 
I, I've been trying to do that with the Ryan guys for a long time, so maybe one day we'll get there. Yeah, we're trying to make waves over here. Please. Yeah, we're trying, trying to make moves, man. Um, but yeah, so I was I was sober. I I really did didn't really get intoxicated. Um, I, I guess I did a little bit at the end, which was an accident, but whatever. I was fine to drive. Um, so I was kind of sober, and we sort of went on. I don't know what got into Aaron, but he threw on like 2000 to 2010 party hits, okay. uh, which was a move. And yeah. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that and was doing stuff like that. But now Spotify finally has an active playlist that people can actually all join and add to. They've kind of had this. But it was it. You had to join a session. Oh, that's right. I've yeah, I've done that a little bit. Yeah. Now they have a jam. Okay. Which is much more throwing songs on. People can move them up and down. It's a little bit more fluid. Where your okay. all your buddies that's can cool. actually. It, it it worked pretty well. It worked pretty well. But then, as people got drunker, no one could remember what the fucking song they were talking about was. <laughs> so like, I got. Aaron, who just had to hear My Name Is by Eminem, <laughs> who had to hear this fucking song. Okay. Well, his kids were hanging out, too. Oh, yeah. And we started playing it, and I was like, homie, we got to get the radio edit of this. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I mean, does it really go that hard? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it does. Because I know every sure. word of this song, and they're all flooding back to me. We got to get the radio edit. <laughs> Which is a terrible edit, by the way. It's such a shittier oh, song. Oh, I'd imagine. Yeah, what is left? Well, there's a whole. <laughs> he has a whole different verse at one point. Oh, than okay. the, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So you know, I'm like trying to find that and do that, and then people are like, "What happened to my song? I had a song on there." And like, then it's the worst. Yeah, we had Chris playing metal. I'm like, oh god, this is getting away from me, man. And yeah, like, I got Aaron's. That's phone. how it happens. Yeah, I got Aaron's <laughs> phone and my phone. I'm trying. Wait, what song you want to hear? <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> I played that Corona and Lime song from Hell fucking yeah. Swayze. No and one did knew it. Go it. Off? No one knew it. No one knew it. They were like, boo. <laughs> No, you don't know this song. I'm so upset right now with all of them. That would have been, dude. Had you played that with, in front of me, I would have like, oh, drank a Corona in lime. <laughs> I would have dare I say, have had a Corona in lime. Uh, yeah, nobody fucking knew that. So I was like, really? Like in wrong? No, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm crashing up here, man. <laughs> Then, uh, then the then just the whole jam thing on Spotify just deleted. Everything's gone. Uh, we had to okay. start so over. So now you got to think on your feet. Now you got to be like, I have to put together a playlist in real time. Yeah, I was like, okay, what have we heard? That's, what have we not? That's heard? what DJs do. Yeah, it it it. And honestly, I hated it. I had no <laughs> desire to be the guy doing this. That's why I believe in playlists. Like, just yeah. throw on a playlist because right. it will just keep playing songs when it's done. <laughs> this is a lot of work. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely crumbled under the pressure and then I just threw some songs on and did you have any victories though? Did you have, so after Corona and Lime crash and burn, did you get them back? So not really because we were kind, it was kind of at the end, you know what I mean? Mm, People, people were pretty intoxicated. So we were, we were getting some setbacks, but I did have one. Katie wanted to hear a Kendrick Lamar song. She couldn't think of what song we finally got there. She wanted to hear I. 
which is oh that's a good one yeah that's, that's one of my favorites especially put on a party yeah honestly kind of a bop but the album is the one of him doing it live or it gets interrupted uh, by the fight gotcha i had to go and find the single release which is the actual entirety of the song which mm-hmm. is the one that's dancier and, and everything yeah. like that but i did find that and then we all danced to that song and aaron had a pretty funny he was like this is the whitest thing just four white people in a garage <laughs> dancing to kendrick lamar and i was like you're right, but I'm going to just catch the vibe because I'm with this you. This isn't what Kendrick would have wanted. This is not what this song is about, but what fucking ever, we're going to party. So that was a little bit of a high point. But yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was a lot of responsibility, and I kind of cracked under the pressure. And Spotify kind of dropped the ball on me, too. It deleted the whole fucking playlist. So uh, Yeah, no kidding, man. It's a lot of stress. Now you kind of you kind of get it, for sure. I got a small <laughs> taste, and it, it is it is I, I never would have said that it wasn't hard, but I just feel like if you have your ducks in a row, you could really get there yeah but the the variable is drunk people that will inevitably exactly. cause you to That's have to the big thing now now fortunately i think it's funny that you're talking about the like how you can start a jam session basically and everybody can kind of randomly add their own songs to the mix and you can't do that when you're actual dj if you go to <laughs> right. a party or a wedding or something and there's an actual dj they can take requests but they have no obligation to play them whereas spotify is just like yeah we'll play that uncle cracker song right after king kunta by kendrick <laughs> lamar um yeah that sounds like a great time <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like you can't do that <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah anyway i think that would absolutely ruin an actual like dj gig if everybody could just be like well i'm forcing you to play this <laughs> well yeah because you kind of uh and tr- i mean trust me i'm i'm aware i'm throwing that term dj around loosely because what i was doing was almost the antithesis is i i was just managing a playlist by a bunch of drunk people <laughs> a bunch of millennials who need mm-hmm. to hear nelly and usher you know what i'm saying yeah, exactly. and i'm trying to like <laughs> i'm trying to make people happy but I, I but i did kind of fall into that like all right okay Who's going to be the happiest at the song I play next and who's going to affect the vibe? So then I got weirdly psychological with it where I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to play this for Katie. She going to dance. And you know what I'm saying? Like I was doing that. It's like that. that, um, You were a psychology major. What's that thing where there's a train coming and you can only save a few people? Like you're going to piss somebody off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But no. But yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that's called, but I, I know where you're going with it. Yeah. Yeah, I took an ethics class. I cheated my ass off. It was kind of ironic. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're going to piss somebody off. But what song will net the most joy in the room, knowing that somebody's going to be upset? <laughs> yeah, that somebody won't fully fuck with this song. But is it not everybody's going to be on the same page? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but yeah, it was it was a lot and it was stressful. And it was only about 10 minutes of me doing that. Yeah. And I was glad I no longer had that responsibility. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this is only kind of music related, but it is. There is a movie that I would like you to try to watch, and that is the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Hold on. Good things about it. Okay, because honestly, I because I thought you were going to shoot that down immediately. Nope. (laughs) Well, you like you like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I did, yeah. I did, okay. You're, <laughs> fuck you. Um, but sure, so this movie, because uh, like I think Seth Rogen helped write it. Uh, he's also mm-hmm. in it, but I think he helped write it too. I think he was part of the writers or producing, I'm not sure. So they basically made the Teenage Mutant Turtles like young black kids in New York. 
mm-hmm. and it kind of fucking slaps. Yeah, and that's awesome. The whole soundtrack is like hip hop, and I did, and not like Vanilla Ice, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Oh hip-hop. yeah. Although they do <laughs> forgot ref- about that. <laughs> yeah, although they do reference that song, which and it was really funny. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, the girl we we were hanging out with the girls, and they had Aaron had took them all to the theater to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it happened. I think it's on Paramount. I think it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, is where we found it. So we just ended up watching that. Honestly, I really liked it. It was a funny movie. The art style is actually incredible. It's a, it's a lot like Across the Spider-Verse, which kind of did the same thing. It kind of was like, well, here's Miles Morales, which is a canonical character, but they mm-hmm. introduced a lot of like hip-hop and you know more of that type of music, which I think is a good a, a good fit. But I really liked it with TMNT. They had like no diggity. Uh, they had Tribe Called Quest, I think was the nice. ending credit song. Like they, they went kind of deep. It wasn't yeah. everything you thought it would be. And I was pretty impressed by it. So if you ever want to, I don't know, smoke a bowl and hang out with the <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I definitely recommend it. It was actually a good movie and I think has a pretty solid soundtrack. Right on. Yeah, no, that does sound like a pretty good time. They also put in that YouTube meme song. That is the four non blonde song, What's Going On? But it's like He uh, He Man singing it, where it's like, I step in the uh, morning yeah. and I go outside. <laughs> okay. And it's got that, cl- you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. They put that in the movie, and I was upset at first, but it did get funnier <laughs> as there's like a fight scene because somebody like accidentally turns it on. And then they have a fight scene to like okay. the dumbest song yeah. in fucking history. Right. I did not like it at first, but it got funnier over time because I just keep picturing that. I said, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it it actually made me crack up pretty good. So it's <laughs> it's a fun time. Good soundtrack. So I, I totally forgot about that. So, yeah, I, I recommend that. I think you should try and check it out. OK, sounds good. <laughs> um. But all right, Mitch. Well, that was just some fun observations I've had this weekend. Um, do you have anything you wish to discuss, or you want to get right into it? I yeah, I got nothing. I think we should uh, I think we can get into it. Okay, all Is right, that cool. Yeah, <laughs> Mitch, you kind of you kind of spearheaded this one, so uh, you be the leader here today. I will follow Alrighty. your lead. Okay, so this one is another Vinyl Tag episode, and if you haven't listened to a Vinyl Tag before, basically what we do is me and Eli kind of go through our record collections and pick out a few records that we want to talk about. Um, we I kind of gave Eli some categories, and um, we picked out some records that we think fit best under that category, and um, we're just going to talk about a few cool records from our personal collection, maybe some not, <laughs> um, and uh, go from there. So the first one I texted you about is, and actually... One of the biggest reasons I wanted to do this is because I got a really cool record recently um, that I think has one of the coolest like packaging slash marketing media thrown in of all of the records that I've gotten so far. Um, We talked about this briefly, but um, lately I've been super into the show um, Severance on Apple TV Plus, and I uh, (laughs) this is literally the longest I have ever waited for a record. I pre-ordered this wow. record like almost a year ago. Kind of forgot about it for a long time. And then I got an email. It's like, hey, this record's like finally ready to ship. Um, so I was super excited when it did. Um, this show Severance is one of my favorite TV shows of like the last year or two. Um, and they put out the soundtrack on vinyl. And 
it's brilliant it's beautiful mondo check out mondo records if you haven't if you're not hip to them they do a lot of soundtrack stuff they do some video game stuff i feel like you'd be into um but pretty much all of their releases are these kind of like limited releases um that they put a lot of thought into so um without going too far so the first category is i want to talk about records with just super cool packaging and this is what i'm going to do so when I got my soundtrack for the Severance, I had a little backstory. Severance is like this workplace comedy slash drama starring Adam Scott, but it's all but it also gets a little like sci-fi futuristic. It's the one of the oh. weirdest, coolest shows. Um, but basically, in the show, they I'm trying not to give too much backstory, but some of it's necessary. In the show, they have the surgery that separates their work life from their personal life. So oh, while you're at work, that show, yeah, while you're at work, you can't remember anything about who you are outside of work, and vice versa. When you're at home, you don't remember anything that happened during the day. Sign me up, bruh. It's <laughs> well, it sounds like a cool idea, but watch the show. It's not oh, good. Okay. Damn. <laughs> but anyway, since it's kind of this like workplace setting, um. Oh, and when they're when they're outside, they call themselves Audis, and when they're inside, they call themselves Innies. So this is the Innie exclusive version. Um, that's all oh. office tight, office space themed. This is the the record came in what looks like a Manila folder, oh. <laughs> a Manila like filing folder. And then that's all it is. It's like an accordion. This is the jacket that's, that you get. You open it up. It's an accordion style oh! like, file folder that's got a few little tabs in there. This says music experience options. This says music safety guide. And when you pull this one out, it has this really weird slash cool diagram about how to listen to the record. Whoa. Um, on the back of this has a little map of their their workplace that they work at. Okay. And this is in the show a lot. So a lot of this, if you haven't seen the show, it's not going to make sense. But there's all sorts of like really cool thought out references about like kind of the story of the show. Um, and then this one is and then it comes with a couple cool little like uh, inserts. This says Egan Bingo. Again, basically, Egan is the founder of the company okay. that has a lot of really weird, like, dumb sayings. Okay. Um, so they put a little bingo card in there with all of his sayings on it. Um, and then it also came with this little envelope that has not necessarily, like, trading cards, but, like, index cards of, like, all of the characters from the show and, like, their little bio. What? It's one of the coolest, like, weirdest things I've ever seen. Um and, and and it's so, like, what I love about it is, like, the show is a very, like, it's got a weird kind of dark aesthetic. And even this, like, packaging that kind of plays along with that. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I just think it's so cool. Well, yeah, to, uh I'm definitely going to try it. Like, when we post this episode, I'll try to, like, find that album and, like, put up some mm-hmm. of the images for it. Because, like, what I'm already noticing is that it kind of has a retro vibe. It's yeah, it's super retro. It's super yeah. retro, and then also I could tell that some of it is like a little bit ominous, kind of like a Big Brother type thing. Yeah. So it's pretty <laughs> interesting. I mean, looking at it, it looks really cool, and that really does just look like an accordion file. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's legit what it is. Um, and then the other cool thing is there's a scene in the show that, um, like, when they're when when they went with. When they're in the like workplace and they do something that's volu- like worthy of like getting praise for, they have 
what they call like dance parties. They will, the a guy comes in with a record player and he puts on a, the guy, the person that wins the award or whatever gets to pick what song they listen to and they get a dance to one song and one song only. And it looks exactly like this is the jacket. It says like music dance experience. Oh, okay. Um, and then it says Defiant Jazz because I'm pretty sure that's the song that <laughs> the one of the guys picked out to dance to. So it's just, yeah, it's, it, with, without you having seen the show, it doesn't really mean much, but it's so cool. No, I mean, the <laughs> level of detail and just like like you held up the bingo thing and it looked like they like made it look like somebody spilled a little bit of coffee on it and it's like oh, a little yeah. distress. Like the, the amount of detail in this is incredible. And I right. think um, also, Mitch, we may have found the most nerdiest thing you've been into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which I'm going to have to watch the show. Cause you're like, yeah, you it's like the sci-fi the show. show. And I'm like, excuse me, a what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued. Good premise. I am I'm, I'm, I might have to watch the show buddy and nerd out with you, you because that is a nerd fucking move to buy <laughs> an album of, from a show and it to have all, and you're like, Oh yeah, it's got all these little index. Got You sound like me. <laughs> which is awesome. So I, I totally do. I'm, I'm going to have to check this out because I'm very intrigued. Yeah, most definitely, man. No, I, I do think you would like it. And I, it, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Like I said, I was on the pre-order list for this for over a year. That's wild. That's something that you would do. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but no, that's awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'll, I'll find some Im- images and try to have those up on Facebook so people can check it out. Um, I do, I did want to ask with Mondo. So are the, these are not official releases though. I don't think they are. I don't know how, because for example, I, I went ahead and looked them up because you talked about them doing some video game stuff. Well, they have the, uh, Marvel's Avengers original video game soundtrack. Um, and it is awesome looking. The vinyl is a tri-colored, um, like perfect pie chart of red, blue, and yellow. Oh, okay. um, it looks awesome. The artwork looks incredible. They have Ghost of Shusima, um soundtrack, which is, I mean, just is cool looking. Yeah. They even have like Hello, uh, Halo Infinite. So it's like, I kind of feel like these aren't a, like official license releases, but I don't know how they get away with this. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, did you see the Say Anything expanded motion picture soundtrack? Oh, that's awesome. It looks... Oh, shit. I confuse that with uh, High Fidelity. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. It's the same guy. So. John Cusack's in both, <laughs> so I don't feel too bad about that. But yeah, they got like the Evil Dead soundtrack. Like Mondo Records, man. Pretty cool. Like I'm going to have to scope this out because I might yeah, and get some they're stuff. not. They're not like super cheap, but what, what it's so cool because it's very exclusive. Like I said, they have a very niche, like we're only going to do like weird movie soundtracks or video game soundtracks or anime. And they go all out with their like packaging and, and the colors. Vinyl is really cool. So, yeah. And like, okay, they have Josie and the Pussycats soundtrack <laughs> from the live action one. And it looks pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Do I really like that? Maybe not really, but... Oh, yeah, they got, like, whole... Yeah, man, this is cool. This is a really... <gasps> Holy fuck, they have the soundtrack for the battery. I don't even know what that is. Oh, man. <laughs> I might buy this today. 
<laughs> so the battery is a movie I've talked about on the podcast for a while. Oh, they have it right here. Okay, I'm gonna. They have the plot synopsis, so let me just read it to you real fast. Okay. Ben and Mickey are two formal baseball players traveling through the rural back roads of Connecticut to avoid the hordes of the undead that now inhabit the major cities. While Ben seems to embrace the new lifestyle, Mickey's having problems adapting to the constant horrors and dangerous living conditions on the road. Although they heavily rely on each other for survival, they are slowly starting to drive each other crazy. When they overhear a transmission of two other survivors talking about a protected community, they go searching for it despite being told they are not welcome. The Battery was filmed in just 15 days on a budget of $6,000. The film went on to win awards at many film festivals all over the world, including winning audience awards at several of these events. It was even nom nominated for a Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Limited Release slash Direct-to-Video Film in 2015. Scream Factory released a Blu-ray of the film to its extensive horror, horror film library in 2014. This is literally one of mine and Aaron's favorite movies. Wow. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie with a good soundtrack. There is a band that I only know about because of this movie. That's awesome. I will definitely have to watch this. Yeah. If considering you... it's Halloween. Oh, probably not by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, you, hey, if you and Erica want a little bit of a spooky movie that's a little scary, but it's really not scary. Um, that's right up my alley. Yeah. Th this is a good movie and it, it really is. It's a, it's, it's a great independent movie. Uh, this was when Aaron was in that goddamn phase of just, just scrolling through Netflix and just like, what's that play and then you watch a whole movie <laughs> and you just hope it's gonna be good yeah. but that's awesome i like i'm gonna bookmark this because i might buy this today <laughs> i might buy two well, and give go. one to aaron mondo sponsor me mondo <laughs> um okay well uh with all that being said sorry big sidebar but that i'm I'm super fucking jazzed about that. I'm that's so awesome. I love to hear. Yeah, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm super glad with that. So mine is a lot less cool. However, totally appropriate because mine is also a TV show. Okay, cool. And also one of my favorite TV shows, and also one of your favorite TV shows. The Mouse Rat Vinyl. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So the only <laughs> bummer about this is it doesn't come with anything cool. <laughs> I, I, you know, like <laughs> it's not really all that interesting of packaging. Um, but what it is is commitment to the bit. <laughs> Definitely. And I think that that is where the shines. Now we got the clear splatter. Oh, that's awesome. It is an incredible looking. Uh, colored vinyl it's a clear with a with a very red kind of a kind of a placenta splatter <laughs> going that's on. you could have just said blood <laughs> like that's, that's a, it's blood red okay let's just take the well it has a pinkish hue yeah. oh my god kind of makes it splinta <laughs> um but yeah no it's just it's just the uh the mouse rat the awesome album that they released a long time ago which we did get on a pre-order for um, and they had this and they had a Duke silver version where, which I think the vinyl was silver and that's the one we wanted, but they were sold out. Yeah. So we didn't get that gotcha. one. Um, but what I like about it is just, the, is like I said, the commitment to the bit, like just the way that they 
um created everything and the songs and and the just the mouse rat logo is like directly mm-hmm. from the show i know that's like not a hard i just you know you know what one i think is kind of bad even though it's it's a great collection of songs and i'm super glad i have it was the stranger things official soundtrack oh yeah it's kind of fucking lame it it just it, it's not packaged very well there's really no they came with this like fold out thing that was supposed to be like this they called it a diorama and as a man who enjoys dioramas <laughs> i'm like this is two pieces of paper okay. that you just uh, just you glue together this isn't a fucking diorama because it was supposed to be like oh here's this scene and here's the upside down it's not a fucking diorama Okay, it's it's pitiful, a pitiful. I've just never heard anyone say, as a man who enjoys dioramas. <laughs> I, I do, I do. I unashamedly and unironically enjoy dioramas. And... All right, all right. No, that's a really cool album. Um, so are there, I cannot remember, um, is it just Mouse Rat songs? Like how many, how many songs did they actually have that were featured in the show? Kind of a lot, which I think is, <laughs> is, is, is to me, the highlight is just that they really went back through and did this all the mm. way to season one. So I'll read you the track list. We have 5,000 Candles in the Wind. That's a big one. Okay. But yeah. they have The Pit, uh, okay. Sex yeah, Hair, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. that Catch Your Dream song featuring Duke Silver. Oh, um, that's right. Two Birds Holding Sands, uh, Two Birds Holding Hands. I don't remember that one real well. The Ah song. I only kind of remember that one. Yeah, I don't remember that one. The Way You Look Tonight, uh, Remember, I Get a Kick Out of You, Let's Call the Whole Thing Off, Lovely Tonight, I've Got You Under My Skin, I Only Have Eyes for You. Uh, But they have, oh, the I Get a Kick Out of You is a Land Ho song, the one that Jeff Tweedy. Is Jeff Tweedy on that record? Yeah, they have a Land Ho song. Oh, shit. You didn't (laughs) buy this when this came out? You know, embarrassingly, I bought it and then I sold it on Discogs. I never actually even listened to it. Oh, really? It, <laughs> yeah. it is fun. It gets a it it does kind of overstay its welcome a little bit. Yeah, but it, I think your uh pick with Severance and this pick here, what while this while this doesn't have any crazy cool packaging, so I'm barely meeting the criteria. Uh. There is an attention to detail that I think is important, and that's what mm-hmm. makes stuff like this work. And that's sure, where yeah. I think, like, the Stranger Things soundtrack doesn't... It, it's a great soundtrack. It even has, like, some of the alternate versions of songs, which mm-hmm. I think is incredible. Um, but the packaging, they wanted to make it cool and try to give you something, and they give you two yeah. pieces of paper that you fold down the middle and glue together, and then they call it a diorama. <laughs> right. it, it's just silly, whereas, like, that Severance album has all these cool details, and, you know, I I think that's what makes stuff like this work. And I think it's easy yeah, to fuck totally. up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't bullshit me. I've been fucking with dioramas since second grade. <laughs> dude, you, like, I don't know a diorama, dude? <laughs> the weirdest weirdest thing to get upset about Um, the next one i wanted to talk about the second category is um a gift that you have maybe gotten from someone um so i'm going to talk about probably the coolest record i've ever gotten as a gift um from my wife she got me this jimmy buffett living and dying in three-quarter time album um but what's so cool about it is this was like a Christmas gift a couple years ago. It's a, it's a, it's an original 1974 press. Oh, that is still sealed. 
Whoa. I don't normally, I don't normally hold on to records that are like sealed because I, I buy records to listen to them for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But there was just something about this being like, you know how much Jimmy Buffett means to me. This is from the 70s and nobody ever opened it for 40, 50 years. That is um, wild. So I actually, after she got me this, I got myself like a beater copy for cheap that I would actually listen to. And, um, and that's the one I listen to. This is the one that I will probably just stay sealed until i die so i think it's just so cool man that is that is that's very cool and it's got a bunch of his cool his big songs on it it's got pencil thin mustache come monday Um, (laughs) come monday dude ew (laughs) dude (laughs) sorry those are the two big ones um (laughs) um so i'm i you just in one episode I have seen you do the nerdiest shit that I cannot even actually believe you've done. The only difference between you and me, man, is that's a record and it's not a toy. Okay? That's literally <laughs> it, dude. You're a nerd. Why? Because I want it to be sealed? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because yeah. I know exactly. Well, if we open it, it will depreciate in value and then it. Okay. Partially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I just enjoy, I enjoy when you are into something, you being into it. And I do, I, I think I got excited about the sci-fi TV show. Cause that sounds like something I would be into. Definitely. Uh, the Jimmy Buffett album is just cute and a really good gift from Erica also, which is, yeah, she nailed it. She knocked it out of the park. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, okay. Mine is an album that you bought me. Oh, man. I didn't even bring... You don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was going to be this or the single soundtrack. So this is... Uh, Okay. I don't know why I didn't pick the single soundtrack. Um, I think it's... Because you said it's shitty. You texted me after you opened it and said, this sucks. I'll never fucking forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, this buzz ball is about uh, (laughs) about to be kicked. (laughs) Yeah, I did feel bad, but I felt an obligation to tell you wherever you bought this from. Just be mindful (laughs) because the record is fine. The packaging is terrible. Okay, but yeah, super. I'm still super stoked to have that. But I, I, I but what I'm holding because people can't see this is uh, "Trampled by Turtles," "Stars and Satellites." You, you bought me this album, I believe, for a birthday. I believe my thirtieth. I, I think it could have been, yeah, because you got me the singles one last year. So I, th- yeah. I think this was my thirtieth birthday. Um, but yeah, I, we've talked about "Trampled by Turtles" a lot. Um, this was one of the few shows that we ever went and saw together. Um, you, me, and Erica, and it was a great time. It was actually, did we go to a Reds game too that weekend? I think we did. Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah, we went to that one Reds. Yeah, yeah, that might have been like one of the first times you hung out with Erica because I remember like yeah, we took a, we, I I see that picture on my Facebook memories every once in a while, like us at the Reds game, you and your Jets hat. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Guy high five me there every time I go to a Reds game, dude. I get a high five, and it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, because I almost I my I think my favorite part about the Trample by Turtle show is it was a good show, and then I almost fist fought a guy for Erica because he spilled yeah. his beer on her. And he (laughs) didn't even say sorry. And I was very willing to fight that dude over that. Um, I was very unwilling. I was a pussy. I'd fight him now. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. I was a psychopath. So that was a different time for both of us. I've learned how to calm down. You've learned how to just fucking go off. 
right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Street Justice Eli still existing. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, the good old days. Um, but yeah, no, you gifted me this man, and it's cool. Like this is an album that um, I've definitely spun, but quite frankly. I don't spend a whole lot. I want this to stay in really good condition. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, it's not the album that that they were touring. Uh, it wasn't like mm-hmm. the album at the time, but I think this was the album right after, which is I think so too. There were a f- I remember that there being like a few good songs on it, so that's why I was like, ah, you know what? I don't think this is like the big one, but this is a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's got Midnight on the Interstate, Alone, Walt Whitman. Is that the one that has the Where Is My Mind Pixies cover? No. Nope, never mind. They do a they do a pretty good Pixies cover. They do. I forgot about that cover. Yeah. Oh, bring full circle, baby. You're right. They yeah. do. That's a good cover. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a great Trample by Turtles album. Bunch of memories. Uh, I will play this when you die. Aw. That's what I'll do. I'm going to get really drunk and just sit here and Spit. listen to Trample by Turtles. That sounds like a great time, man. Well, not I wish really. I could be there for it. <laughs> um, all right, that's that one. Uh, and we are back. Um, all righty, Mitch. Uh, yeah, what's our next category, man? Sounds good. Next category is... Um, so we kind of touched on this earlier. This is going to be as close to a Halloween episode as we get. So part of that is I, I want to talk about what's a good album to listen to on Halloween? Do you have any spooky albums? So mine that I picked out, um, I just got this pretty recently, and I'm pretty excited about it. It is a little on the nose. It is The Munsters. Okay. Um, inspired by the TV characters The Munsters. Um, and this is by another record label that I like. am excited about. If you check out Mondo, also check out Real Gone Music. Um, okay. They are doing some kind of cool, unique, limited stuff. Again, in the same similar vein, a lot of do they do a lot of like horror movies and stuff like that. But this is one that's on kind of a cool or they call it a limited pumpkin orange with black splatter, black splatter vinyl. Oh, okay. It looks. Um, so, I mean, that is really pretty. I really like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So basically, I didn't know anything about this. I bought it um, because I was intrigued by it. And then I actually listened to it, and it kind of slaps. Okay. Now, Halloween music, I actually made a whole playlist. Um, I can share it if you want. It's... um, it's a lot of like garage rock when i think about halloween for some reason i listen to a lot of like 60s garage rock music and i think partially because at the time like that music has kind of ominous on it in its own right but a lot of it was outright like hey this is a song about a monster just for whatever reason they were doing a lot of that like this song is about a werewolf like (laughs) okay i have a thought that i could share Please. Okay, this is my theory, but I think the reason that a lot of those late 50s, early 60s garage bands sort of leaned into like that, the monster motif and stuff like Mm -hmm. that is because that's what was going on in comic books and movies. That's true. Movies. Yeah, that's right. And that's also where you get the pulp comics and pulp movie like that, Mm -hmm. uh, that aesthetic and stuff like that was all kind of curated in that late 50s, early 60s era. And I think that it was kind of like countercultural. Uh, well, I mean, you know, at, well, I mean, it was. It was countercultural. Yeah. It was like, you know, let's go watch this terrifying movie about a werewolf. And, you know, that sort of, you know, was very different from the very, very, very straight laced conservative, you know, American society. So I, I, my theory is that's why. 
Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're pretty much spot on. I'd never really thought about it. I just know that there are so many like early 60s garage rock songs that are like spooky. Yeah. And, and so this is one of them. Like this album does sound like a spooky early 60s garage rock album. And basically I did a little bit of research on it because I was curious. I've never heard about it. Um, It's not the soundtrack or anything. It just says inspired by the tv characters the monsters so basically what they did is um this hollywood producer in la bought the rights to the monsters and got a band a group of musicians together to get in a recording studio and he was just like hey let's write some scary monster-esque type songs and they use like the monsters logo there's a picture of them on the front other than that it has nothing to do with the monsters yeah um uh Funny enough, um, the other research I did, one of the guitarists on this sa- on this uh, on this album is none other than Glenn Campbell. <laughs> I don't know why, but they had Glenn Campbell play on this, and it's pretty good. Wow. It's actually a surprisingly good early '60s garage rock album. Wow, that's uh, awesome! Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's really cool. God, you're so much better at fucking these episodes. <laughs> Uh, that one's fun. So yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I had a little bit of trouble. There was a couple that I was gonna go mm-hmm. with just for like I don't know, like I was gonna do like bitches brew just because it's Ooh, a literally a yeah. riff on a Halloween <laughs> motif. But then yeah. you know, then I was like, well, I could do like that Baroness album because it's metal. Yeah, I, I struggled a little bit. What I what I ended up landing on is a little bit more of aesthetic i mean i guess you kind of did something similar you did something a little bit more aesthetic based and necessarily music based mm-hmm. coincidentally halloween probably might have the weakest music catalog in a way definitely yeah because what do we got like <laughs> monster mash and like because it, it kind of got treated yeah. as a novelty holiday through most uh-huh. so you know it's a little bit different like christmas music is what it is but there's some good christmas songs you know, mm-hmm. the Peanuts. Hey, okay, sidebar, I'm so sorry. I love the Peanuts. And my wife... Same. Yeah, my wife gave me so much shit and called me old and, like, only old middle-aged women like the pe- And I'm like, no, they don't. That's I'm like, do you... <laughs> so you like Charlie Brown, right? Of course, yeah, I love Charlie Brown. Who's your Brown. favorite yeah. character out of the Peanuts? Uh... I would say Pigpen. I, I I vibe really hard with. Pigpen. Okay, I'm a Snoopy boy. I know I know <laughs> he's mainstream, but yeah. he's a fucking dog that flies a plane and can play the piano. Like, why would he not be my favorite <laughs> character? Okay, yeah. thank you. She gave me a lot of shit, yeah. and I'm like, millennials like Charlie Brown. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. That. That's pretty much the only Christmas album I own. Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good one. Uh, anyways. Um, so I went kind of aesthetic, but I think the most spooky song in my mind that has ever been made is by a band called Blue Blue Oyster Cult, baby. Oh, okay. Right on. So I have Blue Oyster Cult, Some Enchanting Evening. And I don't know if you know, that's a Grim Reaper with a scythe riding a dark horse. That's so bad. Badass album cover. <laughs> one. Uh, but yeah, this is actually a really good record. It's like a live album, but they have their cover of Kick Out the Jams, which they play faster oh. than MC5, by the way. Whoa. So you know how the MC5 is like, you know, um, 
let me be who I am. Let me kick out the jams. Yeah, they go. Let me kick out the jam. Yeah, <laughs> kick them out. <laughs> they just play it faster, and it's awesome. That's incredible. I didn't even know they covered. Yeah, that. yeah, it's a pretty good cover. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this they have a live cut of "Don't Fear the Reaper," which is incredible, and I think that "Don't Fear the Reaper" is maybe one of the greatest songs written about death. Yeah, I mean, it it almost has to be. I mean, two thousand, you know, what what do they say? You know, two thousand women every day. You know, don't fear the. I. It's just fucking the the best song about death. I just, if I knew I was gonna die. And I was in like a car or like a plane, and I had to fly it or or drive into the abyss. <laughs> I'm cr- I'm not cranking Freebird. I'm cranking Don't Fear the Reaper. You goddamn right. You goddamn so. right. Side okay. I can't believe I haven't told <laughs> all right, you this. Let's um, That's all I had. I <laughs> okay. I woke up like super early the other day, and I couldn't go back to bed. It was a day I had to work. Guess what I did? Hmm. I watched Joe Dirt. <laughs> At like 5 a.m. just because I couldn't sleep. That is a weird way to start your day. <laughs> but how, so did you watch the whole movie? I watched the whole damn movie. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I watched it for the first time listening specifically for the music. I've seen that movie probably a hundred times. But um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a really long time and it, it, it holds up for sure. Yeah, it's not perfect. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. The, the e- yeah. Some of the humor is dated. There's a couple jokes yeah. that get a little on the line, but there's nothing blatantly terrible about it or problematic. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you think about the music? I mean, did you think that they were do- I mean, the reason I wanted to talk about that soundtrack is I just think they did something better than most movies like that, especially mm-hmm. for the time. Yeah, totally. Um, and I and I had never even really paid that much attention to the music, the soundtrack uh, on previous watchings. But this one, I was only paying attention to it, really. And um, I kind of couldn't believe the um, yeah, like you've talked about the the mute, the the the. the uh, diversity of music they use um kind of but also like they they use it to kind of move the the story along and it's just badass music yeah man. it's just good tunes like that era of music is really fucking good kind of 80s southern rock i love it <laughs> i i have definitely have because uh, so this happens a lot being your friend and friends with logan is i have a tendency to feel kind of lame about the music that I'm like ride or die for, you know, that I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever made. Oh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but what I've started to embrace is that I'm a little Southern Ohio boy and I grew up with uh, men who grew up in the late 60s and early 70s and that was mm-hmm. their informative years. So, like, my dad loves Fog Hat. He made yeah, a right. mirror <laughs> that he laser-cutted Fog Hat's logo into <laughs> in high school. That's amazing. So, you know, it's 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 a it's a like an origin story for me. So, yeah, totally. I think what I'm going to do moving forward in my music collecting instead of like trying to be cool and it's like, "Oh, I got to get this cool hip shit." I'm just going to buy Doobie Brothers records, man. I want to be the guy <laughs> That's going to be like 50 and I'm going to have music from the 1960s and 70s. I'm going to have this really deep 60s and 70s collection. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I just have to embrace it because it's <laughs> what I want to listen to. And there's just nothing like also listening to a record that just, it smells like a fucking basement and you know, they wrote yeah. joints on the cover. You know, <laughs> I just, there's something really awesome about that. So, Oh, it's the best. And yeah. I think there's something about Joe dirt that really taps and because all those songs I grew up at, you know, they, they played those songs at our barbecues when we were hanging out on a Sunday, when my parents were, uh, driving the back roads of Ohio with the as mm-hmm. me handing them beers out of the cooler of the back seat. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm white trash, man. It's in my DNA. Like I can't fight it anymore. I just I'm gonna choose to embrace it. So, but that's cool. Also, that's an incredible way to start. What's your day better for watching the entirety of Joe Dirt? A hundred percent. Yeah, you got to yeah, walk around just like life's a garden, yeah. man. Dig it. Like you can't. Yeah, that that's kind of how I felt. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's so early." Not me. I was like, "I've been up since five a.m. listening to Skinner <laughs> and BTO, <laughs> and you ain't seen nothing yet." I'll tell you that. <laughs> so hilarious. Dude. Oh, man. life's a garden. Dig it. I want that on my. So yeah, stuff. life's a garden. Dig it. <laughs> oh man, keep on so- keeping on, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, There's so many good nuggets of like wisdom in that. I think that's, yeah. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it sounds ludicrous. There's just something about that. I think it's because like we can all inspire to be a little bit more like Joe Dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just fucking go with the flow, man. Life happens. You got to just roll with the punches you can't be mad you can't blame people you gotta you know trust yourself believe in yourself and you know life's a guard man dig it i don't know yeah. man. <laughs> it's all good we'll figure it out later i love it so, <laughs> anyways all right so next one um number four your most recent vinyl purchase ah, okay um and this one I purchased yesterday. So this is very fresh. Um, I told you we had that uh, the Fairfax Coffee Trailer, shout out, did a wedding catering event. Um, and then we had to, basically, they wanted us to go set up the trailer before everybody came. And then they didn't want us to serve coffee until a few hours. So we were in the middle of fucking nowhere with like two hours to kill. Um, but I got on Google Maps and found out that we were only about 20 minutes away from a coffee shop slash record store called Black Wax Cafe okay. um, in Kokomo, Indiana. So I went there for a little bit and um, it's it's fine. It's a cool place. They have a ton of records, but that's because they their records are way overpriced i happened to go on a day where they were doing 50 percent off all used vinyl i walk in the door see a sign that says 50 percent off all used yeah. vinyl and i'm like shit i'm gonna spend a money here money. yeah i did not oh, i bought wow. like one record because <laughs> look at this this is the one i got i got bill withers greatest Hits, oh um which i've seen before i've never actually like color you know, me it. jealous yeah, I th- I thought you would like. I'm this one. excited. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm super excited about it. Um, I don't own any Bill Weathers Withers records, and I figured the you know if you're gonna start off with one, do the greatest sure. hits. Um, so I'll tell you the reason I didn't buy, uh, buy a ton of records is because had I not gone on the fifty percent off day, this would have been thirty dollars. 
Um, which is a little much. <laughs> right? Is it like an original pressing or anything? It's a greatest hits I album. I think so, but it's not exactly. It's a greatest hits. Those album. aren't worth money. That's wild. Thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, thirty dollars is too much. Fifteen. You know what? I'll do it. Sure, especially if it's in good condition. But yeah, let yeah, go ahead and read off some of the songs of the greatest American songwriter to have ever lived. Dude, at least there's at least the so the good. best African American songwriter to have in America to have lived. I think hundred percent. Yeah, just the two of us. Use me, ain't no sunshine. Boom. Lovely Boom. day. I want to spend the night. Boom. Side two. Soul shadows. Lean on Boom. me. Grandma's Boom. hands. Hello, like before. Who is the what is he to you? I don't know what that one is, but I'm excited to dig into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Admittedly. Oh no, it's called Who is he? What is he to you? Oh. I can't read. <laughs> well, that's also confusing. Uh, yeah. Admittedly, a couple I'm a little bit less familiar with, but yeah, dude, yeah. lean on me. Just the two of us. Lovely day. Ain't no sunshine. Just fucking incredible, incredible soul. I mean, yeah, just I am so excited to spend. God, this dude, he fucking is the man. And you know, you know what he did before he wrote me because he didn't start recording music until he was like in his thirties. You want to know what he did? Right. He made toilets for airplanes. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's what he did before he is one of the greatest American songwriters of all time. Yeah, and then when when did he die? Didn't he die fairly young, or am I misremembering? No, he died incredibly old. He died in the past, oh. like, 10 years or so. Oh, really? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he had a whole documentary of him just being old as shit, working on an album. Okay. That's insane, man. I yeah, love he. It. Maybe I was thinking of <laughs> Charles Bradley, who again did not die young, but he was a similar story. Charles yes. Bradley, amazing soul singer. I've called him like the Marvin Gaye of our he, generation. He is incredible. Um, yeah. He didn't start singing until he was like sixty-five. Yeah. He didn't put out a record until he was sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, which is <laughs> like so inspiring because the guy yeah. got work as a James Brown impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just the coolest fucking thing. Yeah, no, there. This I'll have to find that documentary about Bill Withers, and I'll have to try to send it to you because I watched it, and I just he he's just this this just beautiful guy who just loved poetry and music. Like they even would talk about he would talk and rhyme. Like he would be like, you know, mm. hey, hey, good to see you today. Like that's just how he talked. That's of yeah, course. and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> but yeah, he's like fucking. He he was he was old at the. I mean, he didn't know it at the time, but he was at the end of his life working on this record, mm-hmm. and he was talking about yeah, when I was working at the airport making toilets, I had this little uh, Mexican friend named I don't know, you know what, Eduardo, and like I would hang out with Eduardo, <laughs> and we'd laugh, and we'd drink beer, and we'd throw rocks at airplanes, and he's like, and I wrote a little song, and he just wrote this song, this Spanish flamenco song for his buddy Eduardo that he used to work with. That's incredible. Yeah, he just man. he just seems yeah. like just the sweetest guy, and his grandkids yeah. were just like gushing on him, and I was like, man, this guy fucking yeah. is awesome. It's so cool to hear, like, I mean, underdog stories like that, like salt of the earth type people making it in the music industry. Yeah, like Bill Withers didn't do a collab with Supreme. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude yeah. was just an honest blue collar guy who mm-hmm. wrote music, and he was also he had incredible stage fright. Like, you know that you know the part in Ain't No Sunshine where he where he just goes like, you know, um, I know, I know, I know. He just repeats that. 
Yeah, and he does that for like a minute. Yeah, and a half. he he forgot <laughs> the lyrics, so he just did that. Oh. Or like his, I did not yeah, know. Yeah, it's it's a or or his sheet blew off. It's very similar to like Rich mm-hmm. Richie Havens at Woodstock when he does um, Freedom, and okay. he just like repeats that one part at a certain point. He his lyric sheet blew off. So we, that's just what they did. It just it's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, just fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh uh oh yeah, which one are we doing? It's my turn. What? Yeah, what about you? Um your most oh, recent vinyl that's purchase. Right, that's right. Yeah, I bought this over at Omega here in Dayton, which have you been to Omega yet? I don't think so. It it's good. It's um it's a little it's a little on the corporate record store side. But it's it's like they have a rewards card. I don't know why. I just don't mm-hmm. like that in record stores. But you know, yeah. but you got to make money, and it's you know what I mean. It's becoming more a part of the social con- conscious. Sure. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, Omega here in Dayton. Um, what I will tell you is everybody is very nice when you go in there. They don't try. They're not pushy. They're just they sit behind the counter. If you have a question, they'll answer it for you. Um, otherwise you're just free to walk around, listen to tunes, look at records. They have books. I'm a big believer. If you're going to have a record store, you got to have books. Um, so, you know, I, I really like them. They have a lot of local music too. So they have a whole cassette section that is only local bands. Like even back to like the nineties, there's like a, there's some pretty cool shit in there. I, I really like the record store, but I got a new Ahmad Jamal trio album, the awakening. Um, this, uh, definitely a repressing. This is nothing original. Definitely a new mm-hmm. record. Um, Ahmad Jamal, man, I, one of the greatest jazz pianists ever. Like, uh, you know, you, you know, we've listened to Ahmad Jamal. I don't yeah. know how or why I found this guy. I think I found that Happy Moods album that you and me listened to high one time, actually, right before you got married. <laughs> um, <laughs> And um, I found that at a half price books and it just had that old school look about it. And I was like, I need to see what this man is so happy about. And now I just buy all his records, man. I spun the, I did. I have only spun this once because I I only bought this in the past two or three months. Um, But yeah, he just the fucking incredible. He's a genius. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, you turned me on to Ahmad Jamal. And again, for, I don't know why it happened, but to this day, he's still probably my favorite jazz musician, jazz pianist anyway. Yeah. Mostly because I've been saying for years. So actually you've met him, Colin, Mm -hmm. when we did the, uh, when we went to the lake house and recorded the live episode, Colin and his wife are super into jazz. They're super into, they both, he plays or she plays piano. He plays drums. They're both really like, I don't want to use the word pretentious, really knowledgeable about jazz and classical music, stuff that I would never like give a shit about. And every time I hang out with them and talk about music, they want to talk about jazz. And I'm like, I really like Ahmad Jamal, but I don't really, and they love Ahmad Jamal, but they're like, okay, well you should listen to these six or seven other musicians. And and to this day, this was like six or seven years ago. And to this day, I haven't, I'm just like, oh yeah, my frame of reference for jazz is like Miles Davis, John Coltrane and Ahmad Jamal. That's about it. <laughs> that is not about that is not a bad Mount Rushmore jazz though. I will be honest. I didn't I didn't know you fucked with Coltrane. Oh yeah, okay. I do. Okay. I I would yeah. say John Coltrane is one of the reasons I listen to jazz. 
Yeah. 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 Most so, definitely. yeah. Um, no, Colin and his wife might be the smartest people I've ever met. Absolutely. Um, and they will make you feel <laughs> stupid about anything because they are that For smart. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, I had like a two-hour conversation with his wife about stoicism, and I'm I still think about it because I don't think I fully understood it. Like, she, yeah, they are the smartest. They're people. on another. Yeah, level. they are. They are the smartest <laughs> fucking people I've ever met. It's wild. Exactly. I don't know how two geniuses found love, but they did. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. And Colin also a very good musician. He's, yeah. Yeah. Super good drummer and bassist. Yeah. And just fill everything. Yeah, he's just jack of all trades. He's just you, you know what? Never mind. Fuck you, Colin. Be bad at shit. <laughs> Be bad at something, you asshole. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I get that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I I was gonna say I have a love hate relationship with jazz, but that's not even true. Um, I have a love love relationship with jazz, but jazz is dense. And it's it's kind of mm-hmm. actually kind of echoes what Tanner said is like my I think that's why if you're going to call yourself a rock band, don't bore us get to the chorus. You know what I'm saying? Write a good song mm-hmm. because jazz music and classical me and I and I'm a classical guy, but my favorite classical composer is George Gershwin, who did a lot of jazz. And it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I it, it's dense music to listen to and you have to have. I think it benefits having a very deep understanding of music that kind of helps you appreciate it. But you know what? I have a really good example for jazz. As we were talking about off mic, I went to the Oktoberfest that my hometown was putting on, right? Mm-hmm. So over on the bar side, there there was a stage and people playing all day and there was, you know, there's a a band playing at night, but there was, you know, some old boomer people playing music. They were doing a good job. The sound guy had these fuckers on 12, man. Like, it was past (laughs) 11. They were just so fucking loud. And they did Proud Mary. Stop stop covering Proud Mary. (laughs) Finally, somebody says I just, I get it. Like, Fogarty did it. We appreciate his cover. But that song is fucking Tina Turner's. Actually, I don't know who wrote it first, actually, to be honest with you. But white people stop playing Proud Mary. <laughs> I don't. Th- <laughs> Fogarty kind of fucked that one up. It's like it's not for you, okay? Right. Anyways, um, but then we went over to the the shop and booth and food side, and they were playing jazz, and it was awesome. We're walking around in fall. I got myself a little a little tea from the local coffee shop, and Charlotte got a pumpkin spice latte and an Asiago bagel, and we're just walking <laughs> around, and we're listening to jazz, and kids are running around. They had goats, and I was like, I, this is fucking awesome. So that jazz great. is, I think, one of the best musical genres that like totally impact your mood. Like. Totally, yeah. Because I, I get that. what you're saying of like you not being this big deep jazz head, but you appreciate and there's jazz that you would love to listen to. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, I was in jazz band in high there school. You, what the hell? I trumpet. played trumpet in jazz That's band. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I loved it. I just don't have any respect for people who are just like, I don't like jazz. It's like no, you yeah. do. You have to. All right. It's a mandatory part about being a human. Is there has to be some kind yeah. of jazz that you like. Okay, it's just it, it it's the because there's 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 
no chorus there's like barely structure but there is structure and there's just there's almost never lyrics like it's all about Mm -hmm. mood and vibe and i'm just like you can't be a human in touch with yourself and not like jazz right yeah i get that you don't really want to listen to beethoven i mean i understand that but jazz i just don't have any patience for i'm like you like jazz you just haven't heard good jazz that's fair hot take Last category, Mitch. What do we got? I don't even remember right. anymore. <laughs> Last category is the best album you own to smoke weed to. Oh, I had a funny bit for this, but go ahead, you go first. Okay. Alrighty. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the devil's lettuce a little yeah. bit. Um, the reefer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the jazz cigarettes. <laughs> there you go. Abs- oh, I should have done that. Ah. Uh. Okay, anyway, um, I picked out, um, this is a little on the nose. I, I there were I had a bunch. I have a bunch of records that sound really good to, uh, if you smoke along, uh, if you smoke weed too with them. But the one I had to pick out was a record that um, I bought when I was with you. This is Mother Earth's Plantation. Oh, fuck, dude. I would not do drugs to that thing. <laughs> you wouldn't? Dude. <laughs> oh, I dude. Mean, oof. <laughs> That maybe with somebody, not by myself. Now, sorry, yeah, elaborate I, on this. I would do it by myself. So weird. Admittedly, I haven't. I have not smoked ah. weed to this, but I imagine it's going to be a really good one to smoke weed to when I eventually do. Um, so, if you're not hip, <laughs> that fucking album, dude, it's so stupid. If you're not hip to Mother Earth's Plantasia, basically, this guy named Mort Garson. It's the the reason I bought it is because I had to tell you the mm-hmm. story. The only reason I bought it is because it's got a cool ass story. So, basically, back in the '70s or something, um, there was a mattress store in LA. It was like a Sears or something, this home furnishing right. store that sold home furnishings and plants. And for some reason they were running this promo where if you buy like a plant, they'll give you this free record to go along with it. And they had this guy Mort Garson write a bunch of like Moog synthesizer chill music for and um it's basically supposedly supposed to it says warm earth music for plants and people who love them and basically it's just supposed to be this relaxing music that apparently is good if you play it to your plants i don't really know (laughs) if that's true but um it's one of the wildest records and actually the day i bought it we went over to back to your apartment and i had to listen to it i was just so curious um and it's i it's so weird but i love it it's just there it's so soothing and relaxing and the weirdest type of like electronic synth music and it even came with this little booklet um kind of telling the story about um you know mort garson and all that it's got all those songs um and a little liner notes about well that well that all the all the songs mean there's a song called symphony for a spider plant (laughs) there's a song called rhapsody in green that's funny there's a song called you don't have to walk like a begonia (laughs) so yeah i mean i think combined with the fact that it's chill electronic synth music combined with the fact that it's has a plant on the cover this is weed smoking music, baby. This is music written to smoke weed. Yeah. To. That's what it should yeah. say. <laughs> so I, I will say that I do remember. Um, and you know what? I do actually remember the music being pretty chill. So it would actually probably be a pretty chill time. 
Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I do remember. I, I want to say you picked that up at Second and Charles, but I don't remember. Was it Second and Charles, or did we go to a record store? Um, it was a it was a record store like in Dayton, I think. I don't remember what it was called, but they had like the couches in there, and we parked at like the subway or something. <laughs> Not the subway station, the subway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I remember that so vividly. <laughs> oh, was it Blind Rage? It might. I think been. it was Blind Rage because that was the day that we we went to that coffee shop. We went over to check out Blind Rage, which yeah, yeah great great place. They have a lot of live bands. I still want to go see a show there. I just haven't worked up the courage to do that. Uh, <laughs> sure. And then we went over to uh, Catacomb which is the metal yes. and they had a record uh record fair a vinyl yeah. fair going on mm-hmm. and had that food truck and it was a, it was a lot and then we ended up they were giving out tattoos but did you buy it at blind rage or did you go over to because we hung out at that game swap that's like the coolest game swap i've ever been in didn't you buy a record there i might have because they you know what? No, I wasn't going to buy a record because I, I it was too packed for me even to to comfortably dig through. That's right. I wanted to buy a T-shirt. Oh. But they didn't have any in my size. That's right. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm putting that together. Yeah, yeah. But no, I do remember you coming home and, and you just nerded out about that fucking thing. You were in the booklet and you were like reading this shit. Oh, and it's just, so cool. The whole time it's just like... <laughs> for like just this fucking weird man i don't get this it's so weird yeah but that is a good novelty record i mean it is definitely out there but yeah i you know that you you kind of swung me i do remember it's it is a chill vibe it's not it's not like scary synth which do you remember that solomon seal album i gave you that had the pentagram on the front and yes. i thought it was going to be crazy heavy but it's just fucking moog shit here's the thing same guy that's mark garson he did both of those albums he did the plantasia album and that lucifer album whatever whatever it's called did, um that's crazy <laughs> did we ever talk about that i i think i i think i texted you about it one time because i blew my mind when i found yeah out. it's blo- apparently i didn't <laughs> connect the dots when you told me because yeah that's blowing my mind now that's crazy yeah <laughs> all right well i'll keep an eye out if i see anything with that guy i'm buying it for you uh, yeah, here it is. It's called Black Mass Lucifer, electronic <laughs> instrument album by God. Mort Garson in 1971. <laughs> yeah, I wanted that out of the house. That would have felt a little heavy. <laughs> I didn't need those demons, man. <laughs> That's what I should have talked about for my Halloween. Actually, episode. yeah, that would be very appropriate. <laughs> All right. So, dude, you know what I'm picking. You already know. You already know. I, I, I already know. But come on, come on. There she it. is, baby. There it Darks. is. The gay triangle. The gay triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah, probably the most the the better name for an album, the uh the dark side of the moon, uh gay triangle. Dude, you gotta get high to this album once. Every every human being has to get uh, high and listen to this album. Now, I will say, I know this is cliche. I get it. But, dude, the album is about, like, life. Like, I sound like a fucking idiot. It, it just it <laughs> is, though. Like, it talks about that. Like, you know, breathe. Breathe in the air. Don't be afraid to mm-hmm. care. You know, money. 
you know, um, all that you touch and all that you see, all that you beg, borrow, or steal is eclipsed by the moon. We're a speck on a spinning ball of dirt, man. It, it just, that's what this album is. And I think under the influence of the devil's lettuce, you go somewhere with this, man. You go mm-hmm. somewhere with this. And I do think this is probably one of the greatest pieces of music ever written. But my yeah. funny little bit is coincidentally, I have gotten high to all these albums, Mitchell. <laughs> you can get high to any of them, baby. <laughs> Any of them, Bill? I don't play by your rules. I don't rules. play by your rules, man. <laughs> Music's to get high to, baby. No, that's a little extreme. But uh, I have gotten high to the Ahmad Jamal record, and I... Oh, I bet that'd be a good and one, And actually, too, yeah. this Blue Oyster, Court, Blue Oyster Cult record, I don't think I got high to. I think I got really shit-faced drunk to one time, and it oh, kind okay. of fucked with me. Because yeah. uh, I listened to it with headphones. Oh, yeah. That is also the absolute. I So I did one night. Here's what I did one night. I got high. I got my vinyl. Uh, this is an anniversary pressing on I. On I what, what's the like the fancy gram? Uh, like yeah. Well, yeah. Gram, this is I like guess. a fancy 180 gram re-release of Dark Side that I bought in like high school. Mm-hmm. I got high, put on headphones, had my TV. I sat in a recliner, reclined it, faced the TV directly into my face, and put on a Pink Floyd visualizer. Oh, and I cranked up the tunes and smoked weed and sat there and watched this Pink Floyd visualizer. And I'm telling you, Mitch, I couldn't do it for more than about 15 minutes. And I was oh, so really? insanely fucking nauseous. It, it, dude, it attacked every part of my body, (laughs) but it was the craziest experience I ever had at like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Like it was absolutely bad shit crazy, but I just, it hits, it hits way different, man. I, I, yeah, I think that's just what it is. It's just like nothing can replicate what this album does to you in a dark Mm -hmm. room. So I know it's cliche. Yeah. I know it is. They hand this album out <laughs> like fucking candy. I get it. You know, as soon as you get laid, they give you this album. You know, I get it. <laughs> but in a dark room, this album does do something. And I I do think something happened here in human consciousness that I just, Ooh. as cliche as it is, man. You, I mean, have you got high and listened to Dark Side? I mean, have you done it? I've not. No. So I mean, I just I don't know, man. I mean, have you even sat in a dark room and listened to it? No, not dude. Really. I've smoked weed to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had sex to this. <laughs> like this. <laughs> I I mean, maybe it is me. I. It's been there through thick and thin, thin baby. More on the thick yeah. side. <laughs> it, I'm just telling you, man. There just something happens in a dark room when you put this on. And you're just in the dark by yourself, and you will, you will, you'll figure stuff out about yourself. That's for sure. So yeah, no, I believe that man absolutely. Well, I uh, I remember talking to you about. There's been a few bands that I got into 
Actually, this one was on backup. I couldn't decide which one I wanted to talk about it, so I'm just going to talk about it both. This Strand of Oaks album. I tried to get you into Strand of Oaks, I think, because yeah. I told you about they had this one KEXP video. Oh, where yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like longer, kind of like jammy songs. Yeah. And the, I told you one time I got really high and watched that KEXP video, and it blew my mind because what I remember most about it is that they were doing such cool shit, like music-wise. The lyrics were beautiful. The melodies were amazing. The guitar parts and the intricacies were so good. And one thing that they did really well is they would have, like, they don't follow the typical, like, verse-chorus, verse-chorus stru structure. They would have these really long instrumental breaks that had nothing to do with the rest of the song. And I believe I kept using the word movements. I was like, I don't know how to describe it. They're, movements, like, these different yeah. movements. And you were like... You, when we were having this conversation, you were like, you're describing Pink Floyd, man. <laughs> That's like, right. You're, still. you're gonna love Pink yeah. Floyd. <laughs> you were still fighting the Pink Floyd bug. So and I'm like, yeah, it's fucking Floyd, I, man. Yeah, I was fighting it pretty hard, but I'm on board now for sure. And um, I'm really sorry that I haven't gotten high and listened to Pink Floyd yet, but uh, I'll do that for you. I owe you that much, considering... This is pretty much based off Pink Floyd, and I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, admittedly, it would be it would be cool to for if for you if you have a night, you're a busy man. But if you just had a night, and you don't have to get high to it, because as much as I enjoy the marijuana, I, I don't push people to do drugs. It's either for you or not for you, right? So I'm not gonna push you to right. necessarily get high. But if you did take an evening and just turned out the lights, threw that puppy on smoked a bowl i would be very curious as to your take away the next day because <laughs> i'm telling you man i i just there's not there's not a human that has gotten high and listened to dark side in a dark room and woke up the next day and went yeah it was kind of fucking boring like there's no <laughs> right. way yeah right. so I, just, I would be curious about your takeaway for sure because i dude i've listened to that album Every single time I listen to it in a dark room, a new thing happens. Oh, geez. Sorry. That was gross. <laughs> a, a new a new thing happens. Like, I hear something I never heard before. I, Dude, I listened to this album sober in a dark room, and I hallucinated. Like, <laughs> it's just if you can really, like, tap into that part of your brain and just, like asmr it and just really let mm -hmm. the music do its thing i mean it 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 is a time like i i really do yeah. think it does something to you which is a pretty hippie ass way of viewing that album but yeah <laughs> um but okay but yeah good picks but yeah that was kind of my bit it's like i think all those albums i've it's like i said i've either been high or drunk and like kind of had an experience with them so i did try to kind of have a theme to all sure albums, yeah but, uh uh, but yeah, so yeah, that was a that was a fun vinyl tag uh, categories. You do really good with categories. It's like your fucking strength. I don't know how you even come up with the shit, <laughs> um, but did a really good job. So yeah, that's what we have there. Uh, Mitch, I think let's uh, wrap this up by doing a what you cranking besides those five records and uh, send this puppy home. What do you think? Um. Yeah. You know what I. 
don't really have much. I've been kind of listening to the same old, same old lately, but um, since I didn't really get to talk about it as much, definitely listen to Strand of Oaks. Eraserland is the album that I got super high and fucking loved. It kind of changed my life a little bit. <laughs> You're talking about yeah, right. Um Yeah, there's these really, really cool, incredible melodies um, and really cool instrumentals. Strand of Oaks is just a really awesome band, really awesome dude. Um, so yeah, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I have (laughs) gone back and listened to Strands of Oaks, and I do really like them. So, I mean, I did do that. And I think I even watched, I I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I did watch that KEXP video, too. Um, So, no, yeah, Strands of Oaks is great. Um, I have definitely a boomer pick, but I have a specific reason. So, earlier, I kind of brought up HBO, and we were talking about The Watchmen a little bit. Uh I don't know how we didn't talk about this part. So in the graphic novel of The Watchmen, there will be a panel before each chapter that will reference a song. So all the movie did was play the songs at those part of of the movie. And it's fucking incredible, dude. I don't know how we haven't talked about the soundtrack for this. Because Alan Moore just picked fucking bop after bop. Never has a movie soundtrack had KC and the Sunshine Band and fucking (laughs) Bob Dylan and Hendrix. And it is fucking amazing. So I have been obsessed with All Along the Watchtower. I would like you to put on Jimi Hendrix's All Along the Watchtower, one of the greatest songs ever written. Dude, I'm so glad you said that because I shit you not. I was I was in, I was in my room the other day. I was kind of like going through some records, pricing them out, and I was going through my Hendrix collection, and I had to like price some of those out. And I was like, you know, I haven't listened to this Hendrix album in a long time, and it was pretty much one of the first albums I ever bought. Yeah, me vinyl. too. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna put this on, and it's Hendrix in the West is what oh, it's called. Okay, it's not like I don't even think it's like a official studio album i think it's like a compilation live album and it slapped i was listening to hendrix like all day and even erica was like what are you doing in there i was like i'm i'm going i'm getting getting yeah i'm kind of i'm just 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 i'm listening to hendrix uh no yeah coincidentally electric ladyland was one of the very early albums that I bought of Hendrix. And uh, actually, I that was one of the few ones that I bought on CD and vinyl. Because I was like, I got to listen uh, okay. to it in the Sweet. car. And then I got to come home. Yep. And I got to throw <laughs> on Red House every now and then. The greatest yeah. blues solo ever. Um, but yeah, that's really funny. But yeah, man. Uh, no, I would say throw. I, I think all along the Watchtower. It's actually very interesting that's one of my favorite songs just in like american music because dylan wrote it mm-hmm. um i don't know if you've heard dylan's version it's very bob dylan-y yeah hendrix took mm-hmm. it and uh, made it this crazy thing but he had this like in crazy vision where he was like telling mitch mitchell um like where to put the kick like in the song he was like no you have to like hear hear I'm doing this. It has the craziest guitar tones. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's a really interesting piece of music. Um, but yeah, there is, I've talked about this part before on the podcast, but there is a part of the Watchmen and an all along of the Watchtower, the part that Alan Moore put put in 
was two riders were approaching and a cat began to howl. And then it happens in the fucking story that there's two people approaching and a giant ocelot growling. <laughs> and every time I get chills, whether whether That's I crazy. read it in the comic, I see it in the movie, I watch the motion comic every time. Because I just think, how do you hear that? <laughs> like, did he hear it and then wrote it into the story? Because it's at the end yeah. of the story. I don't know how you do that. Or did he <laughs> write that and then heard, I was like, oh, yeah, it's in my thing. Like, I, I can't <laughs> fathom the creativity that it takes to get to that place. Right. And every yeah. time I hear along all along the Watchtower, it just, I don't know. I just, I just, yeah. I just it, it does something to me. Yeah, and then to call back to a few episodes ago, um, you too also covered all along the Watchtower hum on their album. Rattle and Hum album that I had you and listen to. And it wasn't bad. And then made it completely better. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was you two covering all along the Watchtower. But it was a good cover. I like that cover off Rattle and Hum. Yeah, so, there you go. Man, we're... <laughs> but dude, um, Hendrix in the West, I was actually going through that soundtrack or that that album it's got covers of so it's got all the hits it's got um spanish casual magic red house um voodoo child little wing but then it also he covers sergeant pepper's lonely hearts oh he covers johnny be good he covers blue suede shoes and that might be it but it's really good album (laughs) if you haven't listened to that compilation you should yeah no i i didn't know anything about that but i would be really curious because one there's two things that i think are really interesting one, did you know that Jimi Hendrix played guitar for Little Richard? Oh, really? Not. Yeah, that's how he started. He played guitar for Little <laughs> wow, Richard. okay. Number two, the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band, it, it's in mm. the biopic that has the um, that one guy. Never mind. I don't remember enough about it. But apparently, Sgt. Pepper's dropped. Jimmy bought the album, listened to it for like a day, Oh, no, he got it before it was released. So he played a show that the Beatles went to. Their album wasn't out yet. And then he opened the show with a cover of (laughs) Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts. That's incredible. And the Beatles were like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And I just think that that is the coolest motherfucking power move I have ever heard. It really is, yeah. (laughs) Do you know the Monterey Pop Festival story with The Who? Uh, no, I don't know the story, but I have that album. So there was contention about who was going to open for who at the Monterey Pop Festival. So backstage, Pete Townsend and Jimi Hendrix, like, kind of got in an argument about it. And Pete Townsend was like, yeah, you're not going to fucking open for us. Like, I'm not following you, dude. Like, and they got in this big <laughs> argument and Fair. like, apparently they flipped a coin, but like Pete Townsend tells this story where like him and Jimmy were arguing and then Jimmy walked away mid argument, picked up a guitar, plugged in the amp and just started shredding at Pete Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but That's it's awesome. part of the reason why he lit his guitar on fire. Cause he had to upstage the who, cause I think the who oh. went first and they blew, they blew up the drum set and all and destroyed everything Uh so jimmy went all right i'm fuck you i'm gonna light my guitar on fire (laughs) 
<laughs> so That's part so of the awesome. reason he did it was just to be fucking petty against Pete Townsend, yeah. <laughs> which I think is one of the coolest stories ever. So That's yeah, amazing, so. yeah. Wow. And I had a guy say, I was wearing a Jimi Hendrix shirt, and I knew this guy who was in a shitty band, by the way, and he said he looked at my shirt, pointed at it, and said, overrated. All he did live was turn his amp up loud. And I went, you're a fucking asshole. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah and, and just wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he didn't do that. I'm just, it's fucking Hendrix, you dumb asshole. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hendrix stories for days, dude. But yeah, anyways, that's what that's what we cranking. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm going to throw it out there because honestly, I think Tanner has done a really good job. People have suggested some albums for us to listen to and review. Trust me, it's all here. I'm, I'm all keeping it in mind. If you dig the vinyl tag stuff and you want to hear us talk about all these random records, send us some categories you might think of. You know, yeah. any, anything you think you think might be list interesting for us to, you know, go through our collection and find that might fit that. Feel free. Um, I like these episodes. I think it's a lot of fun to go back, and it just gets us listening to music again and spinning vinyl. So it's a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening, Scotty. Glad to see you're back from the strike, even though I don't think the strike is over. I don't know. Israel's burning. I've been a little preoccupied, but I guess as long as you get your paycheck, Scotty, um, I just want to welcome you back officially uh, to the spaceship. And uh, Mitch, if you don't have anything, I would say, Scotty, beam us out of here. Beam us up out of here, you <laughs> scab. You picket line crossing piece of My shit. My uncle was a teamster, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.